Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends stay connected through their love of romance, mutual support, and lady love. Our Patreon shout-out this week goes out to Mary F. Mary, you are one of the many descendants of the Hydra. Like all quote-unquote villains of history, the Hydra story was told by the victor and omitted the Hydra's many wonderful qualities. As a water dweller, the Hydra took many of her characteristics from her surroundings. She was principled, but that didn't mean she couldn't adapt to a change in the flow. She was highly emotionally intelligent and an empath, which is something you've channeled in your existence. So deep was her emotional intuition that she often needed time away in her cave to recharge after interactions with others. More than anything, though, was her power of persistence and regeneration, which have both suited you well in your life. When knocked down, you aren't one to stay down. What many don't know is that those powers didn't come from her poisonous blood or breath. No, those are just a hallmark of her species. Her powers of regeneration and persistence came from her loyal, abiding, and protective heart. She could not leave those she loved to suffer alone, so she would reinvent herself at any attack to ensure their safety and happiness. You, Mary, have that same deep well of vigor and rejuvenation, and you use them well. This week, we decided to root ourselves in the Christmas spirit by reading How the Duke Stole Christmas, an anthology featuring Tessa Dare, Sarah McLean, Sophie Jordan, and Joanna Shoup. This episode, we cover Tessa Dare and Sophie Jordan's stories. Sarah McLean and Joanna Shoup's works will be available for patrons. Whatever you celebrate, we hope that the end of the Western calendar year treats you well, that you and your families blood or chosen, are safe and content, and that, like the Hydra, you look forward to the rejuvenative power that the end of the year can bring. Now, let's get our shortbread on with these holiday delights. Hi, Erin. Hello, Melody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is that a Christmas song? It's Merry Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> I think we, I think we just made up some like Christmas music gold. I we think should we did that. too. Yeah, we'll we'll previously it. undiscovered Christmas song right there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not recording this on Christmas, you guys. We're recording this on Black Friday. We are. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to burst your bubbles, but yeah. Melody's about to burst a baby, and so we have a feeling we're not going to be able to record this on Christmas. So we're doing it ahead of time, or even the week before. Like I really, you never know with these due date situations. Mm-hmm. And so I, frankly, I'm a little nervous about recording it right now because who the fuck knows? That's true. Um, but yeah, we're doing it. But. Well, I didn't read this until today. Did you read this until today? I started reading it yesterday um, because I am actually a bit of a Grinch. Did you know that? I knew. So that's (laughs) why I was going to say is like, but we couldn't record this until it was Thanksgiving or after because Melody is like a a fucking asshole about when people can celebrate holidays. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I knew you wouldn't start it until... Or until when I can celebrate holidays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. here's here's the thing about Christmas. I love it. But I usually find it very stressful until about December 22nd. 
mm-hmm. I either find it very stressful or I pay zero attention to it until roughly December 22nd. <laughs> and then I start turning on all of the Christmas Pandora stations and mm-hmm. like I start driving Michael bonkers town with Christmas carols and things like that. Uh-huh. We usually don't get a tree because I find because trees stress me out. <laughs> um, Wait. Wait, nope. I don't like Rewind. it. Christmas yeah. trees stress you out or trees in general stress you out? <laughs> Love trees in general. Oh, I, Christmas I would really like it out. if you had like developed a thing with trees where you're like, oh, God, fuck this. I can't with trees right now. <laughs> no, Christmas trees are stressful because in my house, a lot of times my mom would decide we needed a Christmas tree on, mm. I don't know, Christmas Eve or the day before. Oh. Oh, and no. then it was always like really stressful. Oh, God, like we've got to make the out. Christmas tree perfect yeah. before Mm-mm. Christmas happens. And then it would sit in our living room until like mid-February, if not later, and just get pine mess everywhere mm-hmm. because nobody wanted to take down the Christmas tree. Oh, and so they just, all of it just really stresses me out and uh, I don't like it. So yeah we don't get a christmas tree but i've made my bookshelves into christmas trees before i like decorate them in wrapping paper and stuff and then i put Mm -hmm. all the presents on the bookshelf and that's really fun Mm -hmm. so we you know we do we do other kind of christmas celebrations and then my parents-in-law always have this giant like like they're this they're the smart ones they get one of those shenanigans where you, the artificial things that you mm-hmm. store in the basement. Yep. I swear to God, it's like eight feet tall. It's yep. insane. It's it already lights itself lit. up. Yep. That's the one. Love it. Oh, That's what we boy. have. It's yeah. so tall. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. So it's it mammoth. looks majestic and it's no mess. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense to me. But still like, but I'm I'm that way with decorating for every holiday or season. Mm-hmm. I don't trust myself to ever want to take it down. So I just don't decorate for a holiday or a season usually. <laughs> well, you don't have to take it. You can you can go under the guise of celebrating Candlemas and keep it up until February 2nd. No, not with a Michael Chen. Oh. No. No, oh. because he's he comes from a tradition that's like, you know, his his family is Buddhist um from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And so he's very like, you know, I'm I'm all about people celebrating their religions, but I mm-hmm. don't like the fact that in October, I have to hear other people's music <laughs> in every public space until mm-hmm. I die. That's and fair. I get that too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. But I will guarantee you that if it fits, I will be wearing my reindeer onesie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little offended you didn't wear it to the recording of I this episode. I almost did. I almost did. But then guys, I she was... looks fierce as hell. Her hair is all done. She's got makeup to the nines. She's got a beautiful <laughs> scarf just swept around her neck right now. Like she's all kinds of put together. And I was like, this is as soon as I saw Melody, I was like, this is bullshit. I know exactly what she should be wearing, and it is not this. I know. I almost ran up and put it on, but I was already 15 minutes late to recording, and I didn't want to do that to you anymore. So 15 minutes late to recording? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is the earliest you've been in the last, like, six months. So... <laughs> You know, I honestly don't know if you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. I know it. (laughs) So if you would have pushed it back another 10 for that reindeer onesie, no one would have batted an eye. All right. All right. All right. Point fucking taken, (laughs) madam. (laughs) Sorry. 
sorry. I couldn't not say it. <laughs> I know. I know. So, yeah. And then this Christmas is going to be even weirder because I am due December 28th. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if I'll actually be spending Christmas at the hospital. Like we we have zero Christmas plans. Normally, one mm-hmm. of my siblings comes out mm-hmm. and my aunt a lot of times will come out and visit. It's all really awesome and fun. And then we either spend it at my in-laws place or they come to our place. Oh my God, Melody, what if I have to post this episode? I don't know how. I don't know how it works. <laughs> no, I, don't know. I can schedule it. Oh, don't God, worry about I it. I hope so. I, I no, don't know I can how schedule it, it way I don't know how to put the music on it. You guys, the intro to this is going to be like, you guys, I'm Aaron. I'm scared shitless. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Here's the yeah. episode's raw audio. It's only one side. I, it's just me. <laughs> I'm just singing the theme song. Dum, dum, dum. What if I have to do that? You won't. I'm going to have it edited and scheduled before any of this happens. Don't worry about it. Okay, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing that Melody lets me take half the credit for this thing because I <laughs> all I do is I skim a book every week and then I show up and then I press send. That is my podcast <laughs> responsibilities. <laughs> You know what? I love it. That's, you know. I love it too. I love it so much. (laughs) Let's keep it going. Love it. (laughs) So anyway, I'm stoked. Of course, it's Black Friday and I haven't started my Christmas shopping because let's review. I usually don't pay attention until December 22nd and then I run around in a mad frenzy. I always expect your Christmas present around your birthday. Yeah, that's a great rule of thumb. is when the Melody Carlisle Christmas presents start to roll in. Yeah. Because you're usually handmade, but also she has like a perfectionist uh, situation yeah. <laughs> where she can't just hand make it and send it. She has to hand make it and then like start over 15 times and be like, it's not perfect. And then it'll sit in the box until I have the inspiration to write the perfect card. Yes. That could be three weeks. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just I remember when you were writing cards to the patrons. Oh God! And you were like, I just can't. I just can't write these cards right now. I don't know what to say to them. I'm like, Melody, you just take the card, open it, right? Keep being a badass or something, and send it. And you're like, No, 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 no. I've got to write these cards. Like, no, it has to be heartfelt. I know. It has know. to be original. Each card has to be different, even though they will probably never talk to each other. Nor when they do talk to each other, are they going to remember what I wrote in the fucking card? No, I am the worst. I'm like, it has to be goddamn friendship poetry or it mm-hmm. cannot be sent. And you know it's... what? I did the novels, the first round of the novels, I wrote inside the the novels a little letter to everybody, which I felt was specifically to each person. Yeah. And it took me about an hour and a half maybe uh. to send out that first flurry of novels. And then uh-huh. I sat there and I thought, should this have taken you longer? Are you not as good as Mel? Like, is, should you redo no. these? Should you go get more books? And I was like, no, Melody's just no, crazy. You're like, just it's not fine. a crazy person. <laughs> and I say that with so much love. Yes, I know. <laughs> there were several several of you got novels where, like, I was just writing fast and, like, I just misspelled words and, like, crossed shit out and, like, corrected <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, God, Mel- if Melody ever sees this. But then I was like, oh, she won't. So it's okay. So sorry, you guys, if you got one where I misspelled something and had to cross something out (laughs) or like make an arrow and go to the next page. There's a lot of that, too. (laughs) 
it's so great. But the thought is what counts. It is. It is. And they got the book and everything else. Okay, so what yeah. do you normally do for Christmas? I don't. So growing up, we would all, I have like 30 cousins on my mom's side, and we'd all pile in my grandma's ranch style house, two bedroom, very, very, very small house with yeah. like my 10 aunts and uncles, and we'd all open presents on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day was just the three of us. I don't have any siblings, so it was just um, me and my parents. And then after my grandparents died, we kind of did the same thing where me and my parents would stay up really late on Christmas Eve opening presents. I'm talking like all night, like we'd stay up to like 2 a.m. and then just Whoa. sleep on Christmas. We'd have nice. like hors d'oeuvres for Christmas Eve dinner, like, you know, snacky sorts of things, uh-huh. cheese and crackers, fried up shrimps, you know, that kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah, that's basically what we do. I, you know, when I was in high school, I got on the like, I got on the pagan kick. And so I wanted to do mm-hmm. Yule log. I wanted to do Yule, do Yule upright. So we got onto the like, you know, Christmas Eve is not Yule, but we made a small family compromise and we stay up late <laughs> and make a Yule log and burn it Aww. all night and do it, do it up. That's really cool. So what do you do now? I don't, I don't know. Like... I forget about Christmas until the 23rd, and then I look around and I'm, like, demanding cheer. I'm like, there's supposed to be cheer. <laughs> Somebody's yeah. supposed to decorate my house. and like, where's my mom? Like, where's all the cheer? Like, that. that's basically what it... Or, you know, like, sometimes I do it up ahead of time, but I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Normal, I guess. David has created a weird tradition um, mm. the last two or three Christmases where I'm not like a big eggnog person, but Mm -hmm. it came to be Christmas Eve like two or three years ago. And David was like, where's the eggnog? And I was like, oh, I didn't buy any egg. Not mean, like, not like that. (laughs) Not like, not like a previous person who you're thinking of where where the fuck is the eggnog? (laughs) No, David's nice. He was just like, don't we have any eggnog? And I'm like, no, I I don't really like eggnog. He's like, well, it's essential for Christmas Eve. And I was like, well, I didn't know this. I haven't lived with you before. Yeah. So he goes down to the store to get eggnog. And of course, Alaska. Alaska. Plum out of eggnog. eggnog. Yeah. So he comes home and he's like, I Googled it and you can make eggnog. I was like, <laughs> yeah, of course you can make eggnog. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it. And so you need um, stiff peaks. You need to whip. whip oh, boy. You need whip yeah. cream to stiff peaks. And so he got out some heavy cream and he just got a fork and he just started going in a bowl and i'm like david this is gonna take you three (laughs) hours like you don't know what you're getting into because he's not a cook sure sure, and so he's like no i'm i'm fucking doing it like we're gonna do this we're gonna have some eggnog yeah he did that to stiff peaks and we had some delicious eggnog and then the last two christmases he's done the same thing about like 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve, he gets out his bowl and pours in his <laughs> whipping cream. And he starts whipping away. I'm like, all right. Whoa, so that's amazing. That's one tradition that we have. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Oh, one tradition that we have that I forgot about is that on Christmas Eve, if we go out to the Chen house, we have hot pot. Christmas Eve mm. is always hot pot. Mm. Yeah. So that is delicious. And mm-hmm. I look forward to it every year. Oh, I would too. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the next day. And then I think they, Michael, sort of when he was younger, demanded that they open Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's the best you got. Everyone everyone should do that. Yeah. Fuck Santa. Just do it on <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah. I also learned that there was no, no, no Santa. 
Those, no kids listen to this. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was going to say, your kids are listening to this. This is your own fucking fault. But oh, um, man. I, heard a I radio found out commercial. real early, so we never needed to do that. Anyway, what's up? I heard a radio commercial the other day. Meanwhile, it's Black Friday today, everybody. Christmas mm-hmm. radio commercials started coming out like two weeks ago, minimum. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, you're a crabby okay. cabbie. Look at you. You're an upset Ursula about this one. <laughs> Look but at really, you. <laughs> the worst part about it is that there was a Christmas commercial on regular FM radio uh-huh. that t- it was, I think it was a Ford commercial that said Santa wasn't real. As if kids what? don't ride in cars in November or That's in ridiculous. December. Yeah. How dare you, Ford? Oh, my God. Uh, not the feeling okay. you get in your heart when you hear Christmas commercials on the radio in October is the uh-huh. feeling I get in my heart when I think about you eating a crumbly everything bagel in a bathtub. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> just so you can understand. Uh, All right. Should we talk about okay. this book? I would love to. Guys, All right. we decided that we were going to read How the Dukes Stole Christmas, which is a historical smorgasbord a holiday romance anthology that's the one and featuring tessa dare and sarah mclean and sophie jordan and joanna shoop so we've decided here's how we're doing it we're gonna do one episode where each of us reads or chooses one of the stories and Mm -hmm. tells it to the other one we're doing this tingle style we're doing it tingle style because <laughs> Christmas should always tingle. Uh-huh. Should always be the tingle. Jingle. Wait, it's jingles. It's jingle style. Oh God, I hate myself. Oh no. God, no, no cut I it. Don't. No, no, it's got to tingle. I hate everything about no. myself. For Christmas should it. tingle. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and then we're gonna do two Patreon episodes where we tell each other the other two stories. The other two. All right. So, I'm so you really read excited. the Sarah McLean, right? I read well for this. one, Yes, I read the Tessa Dare and the Sarah McLean. Mm-hmm. So well, what did you I do am, for this one? I'm going to tell you about the Tessa Dare story. Oh, I thought you read the Sarah McLean. Okay, all right. Okay, what did you read for this one? I read Heiress Alone by Sophie Jordan. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. So we're going to have America Times for the Patreon. Really? Because Joanna Shoup usually does America Times. Oh. She does Gilded Age America a lot. What is that even? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want to know. Don't tell me. <laughs> Fair. Okay. And C will email us about it anyway. So she even will. whether you tell me or not, I'm going to find out. Okay. Tell me. Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wait a minute. Tell me all about Sophie Jordan's masterpiece. All right, guys, picture it. Oh, Highlander time. <gasps> we're in Highlander time. Uh-huh. All right. We're in a castle in the yeah. in the Highlands. Guess what time of the year it is? I think it might be Christmas. It's Christmas wait, time. Wait, wait, Aaron. So yeah. there are kilts and mistletoe? Uh, there, there are kilts. I, there was <clears throat> As far as I saw there was nary a kilt. I I know somebody was wrapped up in tartan at one point, but I did not hear shit about a kilt. I think because it's winter, because that would be cold, I would Do think. kilts not happen in winter? I don't know. We got <laughs> some emails and some Facebooks about people wearing pants under kilts, but I don't, they definitely didn't mention a kilt, if there was okay. a kilt anywhere to All be right. had. All right. And but there were tart- a lot of descriptions of pants. Ooh. I like where that's going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we have a woman whose first name is A-N-N-I-S. Is that Annis or Anise? Annis. It's Annis? Okay. I would say that. 
Anise right. is um, A-N-I-S-E. Yeah, I thought so, but I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a Scotland. Anyway. All right. Fair. I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. But she is in England Times. So we've got a time travel book oh, here. Oh, shit. We've got another England Times in Highlander Times. She Whoa. wakes up. She's in a Scottish castle in Highlander Times. Does she know how she got there? Well, yes. But, okay, good. <laughs> okay. Good. But it's also confusing because she's like, this castle's empty. And she's like, hello. And like, no, no one's answering her. And she's like, oh my God, I just got fucking hello, oh, home alone. <laughs> no. Hello, alone. <laughs> she got home alone in Highlander Times? She got home times? alone in Highlander Times. So her family, who is the fucking worst, she's got a mom and a dad and a mess of sisters whose names I did not learn and do not care to know, but they all no. fucking suck. Wow. And they were like, you know what? Let's go back to England times. And they went in that phone booth and, and they got jutted in the on time machine. To, mm-hmm. How yep. dare they? You so, gotta make sure all the hatchlings are accounted for, you know? Yeah, they, they did Jesus. not. <laughs> so she's all like, hi, family, family, because they had <laughs> planned on leaving the next day. And then I guess they all got up this morning. Oh, poor, poor Annis was up late reading by candlelight. So she slept in. She's usually an early riser, but this book was just too captivating. We've all been there, guys. I hear you. And so she slept in. Her family got up early, like they usually do. And they were like, oh, shit, a big snowstorm's coming. We've got to get out of here now. And they <laughs> fucking booked it out of Highlander times. And so she is alone in this castle. So she's like, oh, shit, my family left me. But also unsurprising because they're terrible. And so she goes wow. downstairs. She pulled her. It's cold in this castle. Okay. She pulled her shawl tighter around her shoulders and stepped down onto the damp stone floor of the kitchen, greeted by Fenella's humming. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Fenella. <laughs> justice for Fenella. Justice for Fenella. I we get justice Fenella's for Fenella in this book. Finally, going to get justice. Fenella is a super old lady who okay. is a maid. Um, and she has a brother named Angus who is a super old man who is the groundskeeper and they take care of this castle. And they are cool as fuck especially Fenella. all right oh great so they discuss like she's like what are you doing here and she's like i don't know i guess my family left me and they're like oh man fuck that sucks and Fenella <laughs> really super likes annis and hates the rest of the family you can uh-huh. kind of tell and uh uh annis is basically like well it's okay i'm sure my dad will figure it out and send a carriage back for me and angus is like oh no there's like a thousand feet of snow outside like you're here oh. until March. March? <laughs> so, so what I really like is that she starts uh, thinking like, oh no, she's going to be here until March. Like she's not going to be able to go back to Christmas in town. She keeps saying town. I don't know if that's London or what. That's London. But she's yeah. like, okay, I don't get to have Christmas in town with my big boisterous family and carolers and Holly and, you know, the goose and the, you know, all the stuff. But then she was like, wait a minute christmas alone in the countryside and all i have to do is read my book and not give a fuck about anything Uh and like not see my family like that's also okay too so she's kind of sad but she's also kind of like this is the best yeah also wait that phone booth is much less spry than i thought it would be what do you You know what i mean 
I mean, I think the phone booth should be able to traverse even a thousand feet of snow. It goes between dimensions. Correct. You're correct. I'm sorry. This is a carriage of time travels. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I guess maybe they had to take a carriage to get to the phone booth to do the time traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense too. Yeah. Because the carriage can't go across the sea. Mm, So hmm. you know. All right. So then she's asleep in the castle and yeah. all of a sudden she hears voices downstairs and she goes to the landing of the stairs and she sees a man, a big, a man? burly, wonderful man. Oh, she's like in her bedclothes on the uh, stairs and she's watching him talk to Fenella. Yeah. And then her breath caught in her chest, a great oh. bubble locked inside her as the man's bright stare fixed on her, except he wasn't a stranger. Unfortunately, she knew him. Oh, no. Indeed, she remembered him well. The dark eyes, the handsome face. Oh, yes, she knew this man. She'd know him anywhere. Mortification flooded her as she recalled his frosty gaze skimming her like she was a bit of vermin dragged in by the cat. <gasps> that doesn't sound sexy. No, it does not at all. Wow. So she's like, get out of my house. And then a flashback to nine days ago. Oh, no. So basically, her family's super duper rich. They're named the Ballisters. Okay. Annis Ballister. And they all tumbled out of their carriage, her and her 17 sisters or whatever, at this Duke's castle. And there was a guy standing there who's like a work person. Okay. I guess. And so... Her sister pushes her out of the carriage like an asshole, just to be a dick, pushes her into the snow. And so Annis (gasps) goes face down into the snow and is trying to get up. And then the other two sisters, two of the other sisters start fighting about who's going to get to marry the Duke. So basically the dad, the parents have brought them here to be like, here are my daughters, pick one to marry you. Because they're like this super rich family, but the Duke has a title. Yeah. And so these other two start fighting each other. One of them punches the other one in the face. Like these sisters are just insufferable. No one helps Annis up. She's just like caught in the middle of this thing. So there's this guy standing here and he's like, okay, I think you guys should leave. Ah. All right, let me find his description here. (laughs) Annis blew at the snow flecking her lips. She looked up, freezing, as she locked eyes on a pair of well-worn boots directly in her line of vision. This is the this is a non-kilt. Uh-huh. She pushed up on her singing elbows, followed the path of boots over a snug, well-worn breeches, and oh, yeah. up the long body to the humorless, deep-set eyes staring down at her. Flat uh-huh. stare, unsmiling lips, his square jaw was locked tight. He needed to shave. Bristle dusted his jaw, but even that did not detract from his handsomeness. Yes, please. The man made no move to help her. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, so they're all like, I want to marry the Duke and like stomping and whatever. And the guy's basically like, you should go. The Duke has nothing to say to you and his home is not open for guests and get out of here, which is Whoa. you guys super rude for Highlander times. I've learned oh, yeah. from reading books <laughs> recently over the past year. Super rude. You have to let people into your house in Highlander times. And he's just like, fuck off. And the dad's like, well, you're going to take us to the Duke right now. And he's like, no, I'm not. 
he's not taking visitors and he's like well he should fucking fire you and then the guy's like i'm the duke get <gasps> out of my face Whoa. leave my house i knew that was coming oh, what yeah, a twist. i know i tried to twist it but it's like so obvious yeah it's really <laughs> like, good though yeah anyway it's really good so she's mortified cause she was like all on the snow and stuff and like yeah. she was humiliated by her sisters in front of this guy and now he's downstairs wait so are we at a different castle no yes yeah, so they they actually own this castle that they're shacked up in ah. so this is her house or her dad's house someday will be her house or sure. whatever so um this is her house and so when he's barged into her house she's very like this is my place you will get out you know yeah so now we're in present now times her gaze raked his tall form in his well-worn great coat the man looked more like a common laborer than a nobleman he was mm. coarse and rough and dot 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 virile (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah okay so he says he's there because there are thieves that are going around in because it's a snowstorm and stuff they're going around to the abandoned castles and houses and they're taking all the shit oh i love a marauder plot yeah oh this this story is so (laughs) fucking good you guys i don't know who is this which one is this oh no which author is this now it's sophie jordan Sophie Jordan. Sorry, I almost yeah. said Joanna Shoop and I knew that was wrong. You guys, I don't know a Sophie Jordan, but I know now that I <laughs> enjoy a Sophie Jordan. I didn't know. All right, guys. Okay, so they're all going around all the empty castles. And he knew that Fenella and Angus were old as shit and they were in this castle Aww. alone. So he didn't want these thieves to come upon them and who knows yeah. what. So he's come to fetch Fenella and Angus. And uh, what's-her-face is like, no, you're not fetching anyone. We're fine. We can bolt the doors. We're not idiots. Like, we can lock up. And he's like, no, are you an idiot? Like, they will get through the doors. Like, you're coming with me. And she's all like, no. It's their business. Their work jobs. And so he stomps up the stairs. (laughs) Like, what's the other one where he stomped up the stairs after coming back from his sailboat? Does he throw her over his shoulder? No. God, he threatens to, though. Oh, yeah, he does. What was the one where he was all, like, he was all tan and he had a sailboat? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. That was the Anne... Oh, ball sacks. Oh, fuck balls. There was a kid. um, Anne Gracie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that one. The Autumn Bride. So she's like, get out. And he's like, fuck you. No, he doesn't say that. But he goes up the stairs and he's like, I'm taking you back. I'll throw you over my shoulder if necessary sort of thing. Are you going to walk or do I have to carry you? Yeah. Um, so eventually <laughs> he's like, you, what do you, what do you want to have happen here? Cause they, if they come here, those two are going to sacrifice their lives to save oh. you. And is that what you want? And she's like, okay, like I got it. Yeah. So then he only has two horses oh, because he yeah. expected Fenella and Angus to be mm-hmm. on one horse and him to be on the other horse. Sure. No, I hear that. And she does some math. She thinks in her brain. I wonder how this is going to work. Yeah, she's like, she says something to the effect of like, okay, well, I'm I'm not great at math and science, but like I can do simple math and I don't know how this horse thing is going to work. Maybe it'll be like me and Fenella on one and him and Angus on the other. And nope, nope, nope. He just scoops her right up and puts her right on that horse. With his dude muscles. (laughs) With his his rough decorating. Oh, but before they go. Fenella, oh. he's like, gather your belongings. Fenella grabs this book and he's oh. like, is that, do you really super need this like little ledger? And she's like, this is my magical book. It's full of magic recipes. And she's like, hey, mm. guess who's super pretty? 
is Annis. You should get on that. And he's like, I'm not getting married to anybody. I don't want any of that. And so mm-hmm. she's got this magic book and she's like, there's magic recipes in the this pages and I need them. And he's like, what do you mean magic recipes? Like spells? And she's like, bite your tongue. I'm no witch. And then she's like, but yes, there's spells and I need to make you the shortbread. And then she shortbread. says, mm-hmm. <gasps> we have another time travel element. I'm so glad I chose the dare. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. She says, "'Tis no ordinary shortbread, to be certain. Love biscuits, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's just like, what an idiot. She wants to make me love biscuits. Anyway, so everybody piles on the horses. Yeah. And they go off, and it's very cold. She's up in front of him. Yep, she's up in front of him. And she's yeah. against all of his the hard body and all this stuff. And he's against that booty? Oh, yeah. And she's oh, yeah. all wrapped up in his blah, blah, blah. His tartan? Maybe mm-hmm. his great yeah. coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sinclair is his name. Oh, sorry, guys. His name's Sinclair. I forget his first name for a moment, but it'll come to me. Start of the C. Yeah, I'll find it'll it. Come to you. Sinclair muttered something and pulled her against his chest. She'd been oh. trying so valiantly to keep herself from leaning back into him. Uh-huh. Now he brought her in closer, opening his great coat to snuggle her inside, sharing his warmth. She parted her chattering teeth. You don't have to. Quiet, he growled. Yeah. She sniffed. You don't have to be rude. You're shaking so hard. Your teeth are clattering, he said. So anyway, so the next like four chapters take place on this horse of them just bickering back and forth on the horse. Ooh, that's and a, that is Aaron Catnip. It is really great. <laughs> he says like, hey, your super frilly coat is not good enough for this climate. She says, I'm not accustomed to this climate. He says, did you tell your parents that? And then he reveals to her that he thinks her parents left her deliberately <gasps> for this situation to happen so that he'd have forced proximity with oh. her and fall in love with her or whatever. And she's like super offended by this notion. Yeah. She's like, that's not what happened. And I don't give a shit about your title and I don't want to marry you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I think he scoffs indeed <laughs> in a sarcastic <laughs> way. Um, because she reveals that she wants to be a nun. It's her life's ambition to be oh. a nun. So she doesn't give a shit about being a duchess. Wow. Called things her. I cannot relate to. All mm-hmm. right. Here we go. Oh, you're going to relate. Just give me a minute. <laughs> I just mean, I don't relate to the initial impulse, uh-huh. the life's ambition part. That would never cross my mind. Never. Well, he goes, why Why do you want to be a nun, basically? Yeah. And keep in mind, he's he's feeling on her body a little uh-huh. bit. You know, he's got her his arms around her and he's like, this chick should not be a nun because right. she's like, she's built for fucking. Anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. She got them childbearing hips. Yeah. So this is her response. My days spent in thoughtful contemplation, no shrieking siblings, time to garden, tranquil walks, time to read books on history and science, Abby's most impressive libraries, you know. And prayer, he reminded her, and he that she had failed to list that rather significant <laughs> detail. Do not forget the hours devoted to prayer. Yes, of course, prayer, she nodded, somewhat <laughs> agitatedly. I know that, she snapped. Did she truly know that, though? Had she given that part of becoming a nun serious consideration? Do you, he said, because it sounds like you're contemplating a nunnery to escape your family. Well, you're mistaken, she said. I'm a very spiritual person. (laughs) Yeah, so... There's, it's just a lot of good stuff. Calder, who is the guy, suddenly realizes that he's smiling for the first time in a long time, joking around with her. And then it says it might be the middle of the night and he might be freezing his balls off, but the last was damn diverting. 
In fact, she had been smiling. He had been smiling throughout this entire conversation. He could not recall a time when he had enjoyed a female so much. He killed his smile. She was not enjoyable. She was not, she was unacceptable in every way. <laughs> an English heiress with an insufferable family. She knew nothing of the Highlands, not its customs nor its people. Oh, and there were there was not the minor fact that she planned to be a nun. All right, so. After three chapters of banter, we get all of a sudden Ooh. jumping out of the shadows. <gasps> are marauders. Marauders. Looters. So Bandits. She, yes. So they jump off their horses and they hide in the shadows or the trees or some such. And they wait for these guys to pass. And then while they're hiding, she becomes scared. And you know what she does? What does she do? She grabs his hand. It's great. <gasps> It's oh, a yeah, beautiful little handhold. She knows every little callus and part of his hand, and it goes right to her lady parts. Uh-huh. And then they're gone, and she realizes she's still holding his hand. And she's like, oh, no, this is so awkward. I've never held a man's hand before, like, and it feels so good. And, you know, so she jerks her hand back, and then she slips on some ice, and then she cracks the shit out of her head. Has no <gasps> idea. It, everything goes black. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. She concusses herself? Real bad. Golly. So then we go to Calder, which is his name, and he runs unconscious Annis into his castle and is basically like, we got to get her warm. So he directly to the bedchamber, gets her into that bedchamber. Oh. His maid, who's Mrs. Somebody such and such. Um, yeah. Max such and such, probably. No, it's like bus something. Anyway. Strips her down. He's not really a part of this whole stripping her down situation. They get her. Unfortunate. He's, I think he's making the fire while the maid does that. He's trying yeah, to be yeah, a gentleman. Yeah. No, I they hear you. They get her under the covers and they make the fire. He notices his castle's been decorated for Christmas. Um, yeah. He also notices she's like way too pale and like waxy looking and Aww. just not doing well. And he talks to the maid who's kind of also a like a, a midwife and kind of a, a, a healer, healer sort of person. Yeah. And he's like, well, what do we do? What's next? What what happens now? And she's like, either she wakes up or she doesn't wake up. So if she wakes up, I'm sure she'll be fine. If she doesn't wake up, she's dead. We, you know. Man, hashtag Highlander Times Medicine. You <gasps> know? We don't have a great understanding of brain hemorrhaging. <laughs> but really, right. that's kind of like now times, too. It like, is, if you yeah. fall down and hit your head hiking or something and there's nobody around, it's either you... You wake up or you don't. Yeah. So he's freaking out. Then we realize that his whole family died of cholera in like the Whoa. same week 20 years ago on Christmas. Oh, geez. And so the maid tells him, all you can do is wait and pray. And he's like, well, I'm not really great at waiting or praying. And then he thinks about when he was a child and his whole family had cholera kneeling in front of the nativity scene, the same one that's oh. sitting right there in his bedroom, and praying and praying and praying for his family to be well, and still he lost them. Oh, no. That Horrifying. is quite the wound. It was. Oh, oh, no. So then he's looking back at this woman who he's yeah. kind of developed feelings for on this horse ride, and he's like, right. well, what if she doesn't wake up? <gasps> this is bad. And so he feels her forehead, and it's ice cold. And he's like, oh, oh no. we've got a roaring fire. She's under the, the blankets. What else is there to do? you got to get in there. you got to strip down to your skivvies, and you got to jump in. He strips down to his nothing. Yeah, you better snuggle the shit out of her. Oh, God. All right. That's what so you got to do. 
It's your duty. He's supposed. Am I taking too long? I might be. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't care. He's supposed I'm propriety. Riveted. I am too. I loved this story. <laughs> I wish this was a whole book. He supposed propriety had ceased to be consideration in the moment he fetched her from her castle and brought her to his. Not that he could have left her behind. Certainly, taking off her clothes and placing her in his bed, no matter the urgent need or that his housekeeper had performed the bulk of the task, pushed him well over the edge of propriety. She looked tiny in his big bed. Small and very alone, he stared down at her wan face. Her body needed heat. She needed him. Yeah. And then he says, damnation. (laughs) And with fierce movements, he began yanking at his clothes. There was no time. He needed to act. (gasps) Fabric Fabric ripped, but he didn't care. And he slid beneath the heavy coverlet and pulled her slim body against his. And he hissed at the instant of contact. Her skin was like ice. (gasps) So anyway, they're both naked. They're laying there snuggling for like a night. Or at least the like the better part of the night. I mean, and not to mention that, can I just say, this is like science, you guys. Mm-hmm. Married people who sleep naked next to each other are happier for longer because mm-hmm. just you get those those happy mm-hmm. release in, in your brain just from the skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. Like the warmth is one thing, but human skin to skin contact is such an important recipe for healing and love. And endurance. This is going uh, to be the most Aaron versus Melody situation we've ever had. Because, you guys, it's also just really good for survival if you're in a survival situation. The only way, the best way to warm up in a survival situation is to get naked in a sleeping bag with somebody who's already naked. Yeah. And that is from episode 17 of the X-Files detour. The episode where Scully sings. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You guys want to talk X-Files ever? Get on that cult. Also, that release of oxytocin and and all the but like mostly the body heat. You need that body heat cocooned up in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And then all the all the rest of the good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know. Do you know what Scully said? Wait, did Mulder say it? So one of them, they're in like the woods, stranded. Mulder and Scully, and one of them was like together. What? Did you say that they ever get together? No, I said did they get naked together? Were they in the same? No. So they're just Mm -hmm. in the forest. They were not prepared to spend the night and they were so cold and one of them's injured it's definitely Mulder Mulder's injured and Scully's gonna stay awake to make sure the monster doesn't come back he says something like the best way to get warm in a survival situation is to crawl naked in a sleeping bag with somebody who's already naked and you know what she says what did she say well if it starts raining sleeping bags maybe you'll get lucky (laughs) (laughs) it's a great show um okay so yeah he's he's like rubbing up on her but he's trying to rub her back like I don't know how to say it like back and forth like to warm her up and stuff and he's very like oh god like I could definitely look at her boobs right now but I'm not going to sort of situation gentleman yeah his narrative of that evening ends with it's gonna be a long night oh yeah she's doing like little moans in her sleep anyway so he's thinking about how to make her moan in other ways yeah with his penis (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> so then during that night, Fenella, the the witchy one, bursts yeah. in with her magic love bi- biscuits, yeah, 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 sees yeah. them naked together in the bed and, and says, oh, good, just as I'd hoped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dropping off my love biscuits and you need to eat one. And then as soon as she comes to feed her one, too, and then you guys will fall in love and it'll be perfect. So he's like, okay, eats one. And they're terrible. So you guys, the the recipe that follows up this one, I think is supposed to be terrible. There was some discussion in the cult about how it turns out terrible. I think that's supposed to be how it is. Anyway, 
She wakes up. He's asleep. They're tangled in each other's arms. Just so tangled. She is all about it. She's like looking at his super handsome face. She's feeling yeah. his warmth. She's got his body all up against her. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know if I super want to be a nun. I didn't know. <laughs> about. I never really thought twice about the whole man thing. Yeah. I'd never known the, the rugged handsomeness of that jawline. Uh-huh. And then she starts touching him in the interest of science. Yes. Because she needs to know, to make a truly educated decision yes. about being a nun, she must mm-hmm. understand what she is missing. And what better way to take advantage of it now than, you know, before before she takes the oath. This is, this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to feel up on a man. And so she's kind of like stroking his arms putting her Mm. hands on his chest and like all that and then he wakes up and he's like does he wake up in more than one place oh yeah he's he's super (laughs) rock hard of course and he wakes up they're looking into each other's eyes he waits for her ladylike sensibilities to take over and her to start screaming and be like we're naked in bed with each other how dare you or whatever Uh only it never came her fingers flexed on his shoulders and that was when he realized she was touching him voluntarily (gasps) his mind may have been slow to process but his body had known (laughs) (laughs) and then she just whispers i always wonder her hands trailed down his shoulders to his chest and her uh-huh. eyes brightly curious perhaps dazed perhaps it was the lump on her head this is from his perspective uh, yeah he needed to be sensible for both of them he should climb out of bed and put the space between him between Stop them it. put his clothes back on stride from the room until this inconvenient desire ebbed instead he asked what did you wonder <laughs> yeah she looked up from his chest her eyes hooded beneath her lashes i wondered how it might be with a man and then they just get closer and closer their faces. And he's uh-huh, like, you're uh-huh. clearly suffering from a head injury. And she's like, oh, is that what you think? And he's like, she's a siren. <laughs> <laughs> and then they make out and it's so good. And he's like, how did you learn to kiss like that? And she smiles and says, I've kissed a few boys. And he's like, boys. And he's like, oh, I hated. I hate the thought of her kissing bunch of, of boys course. back yeah, in yeah, england yeah. but then he says calder and she says i beg your pardon he says my name is calder and i don't care how many boys you've kissed annis he declared because i'm the first man oh <laughs> boy so good so oh he's my. like it's like a it's on so he's like touching up on her boobs he like pulls her up so she's astride him he's like touching her she's arching her back it's all the stuff he flips her over so he's on top of her and she's all like i'm all in let's do this i'm ready to go and guess who comes in fucking one of those maids i forget which one let me check which one dare they Mm -hmm. yep mix so and so get out of here the worst yeah get out of here it's the bad one. Yeah, it's Miss Ben Fitty. So anyway, so they the mood is broken. They put on their clothes. Then Fenella or then Annis finds out that he ate one of the biscuits, the yeah. special magic biscuits. Right. And she learned about those on the horse ride. And then she doesn't believe in magic, but she's like, that must be it. That must be he's bewitched by the magic biscuit. And that's why he got up on me. I'm plain and dull and my family oh, hates Annis. me. And, yeah, Annis. Yeah. So then Fenella comes in, the good maid. Yes. And he has to go fortify the castle against the marauders. Marauders. 
And yeah. so what's her face is left in the room. Fenella comes in and she's like, Annis is like, I need my own room. First of all, 100% right. need my own need to get out of here because this is a temptation <laughs> den of iniquity. Yeah. And Fenella's like, yeah, 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 we'll get your own room. But first you need a bath and we're going to put you in a real fancy dress. So you look real pretty when he comes back and he won't be back until tonight. And also, have you eaten a biscuit? Yeah, she was very pushy <laughs> on the biscuits, but Annis didn't eat one. So uh. she's like, just take your bath in here because we've already got all the stuff and then we'll sure. get you into a new room and we'll get you in a real pretty dress so he falls in love with you. And Annis is just like, whatever. So she takes the bath. Well, he comes back <gasps> while she's taking a bath in his yeah. bed chamber. And she's probably eating an everything bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> gross. <laughs> so gross. Also, Fenella says, I suspect he was already in love with you before he ate the shortbread, so don't think it's the shortbread, because Annis is like, you bewitched him with your love biscuits, and that's why mm -hmm. he likes me, and Fenella's trying to push it, and she's like, uh-uh. So, her in the bath is like the most erotic thing he's ever seen. Yeah. Then, shrugging, he moved toward a bench to position near the fireplace, lowering down to it, he began tugging off his boots. Like, he's just <gasps> like, this is my fucking room. You're in it. So, like, Ooh. and then he jokes around, and he's like, you have any room in that bathtub for me? Because I've been working hard and doing man stuff, so let's do this. I gotta wash the rugged man off of me. On to you. So she shrieks, jumps out of the bathtub, puts what? on her shift, which, by the way, just becomes translucent and sticky to yeah. her. And she's like, hey, don't you have any don't you have any decency? And he's like, I rescued you from the imminent descent of brigands, saved you from certain freezing. I think you've passed any measure for decency, yeah. which I thought was really funny. But anyway, he's he accuses her of taking the bath in his bedchamber because she wanted to set it up and she wanted him to return. He's like, or she's like, no, I would never do such a thing. Then, <laughs> all right, so he approaches her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He no longer thinks she's trying to trap him into marriage. He thinks she okay. truly likes him and not his title. Ugh. She says, I'm not trying to trap you. He says, I know that. And she's like, well, then then what's happening here? And he's like, animal magnetism. And he's like, fate. And he's like, the cosmos. And he's like, this, he said, the word yeah. sick in the space between them as he reached down and tugged her shift free. He tossed it aside and then it's on. They're all over it. <gasps> he's like bending her over. It's great. There's like, there's a lot of boob stuff. There's a lot of growling against her lips. There's a lot uh -huh. of everything. And then fucking Fenella, Fenella comes in the room and he's like, why does no one knock in this fucking castle? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't. I'm so I'll just I'll I'll leave you here. Blah, blah, blah. So then the mood is broken Ugh, again. Their mood is so fragile. Mm -hmm, honestly, yeah. power through. <laughs> OK, so then she goes back to another room, I think. Yeah, she gets yeah. pissed at him, I think. As some like she's like, I'm not we're not doing this. I'm going to go be a, a nun. You're seducing me. You're bewitched by the biscuits and I'm getting my own room. And she goes Aww. and reads. She goes and fucks off and reads in her own room. So then he comes to her room and is like, hey, do you want to go collect some holly? Because the maids think that we need more holly for the decorations for Christmas. Do you want to go bundle up and get some holly? And she's like, okay. Uh -huh. And so they're walking around. They're um, sitting on a bench. They're talking about how they have feelings for each other. And it's very sweet. And he's all like, still want to be a nun? because kissing a man like this is not really nun behavior and she's like do you still 
hate Christmas because what a great Christmas this is. And he's like, Christmas uh-huh. is starting to grow on me. And then it's like fucking. No, nobody comes in. How dare they? <laughs> They're outside. <laughs> no one can come in. No, I know, but nobody saunters by. No, shots ring out. <gasps> fucking marauders. marauders. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then his men are there and he's like they're like they duck behind a wagon or some such yeah. and then he's like Seamus my man take the lass and go back to the castle and she's like no I'll not leave you here to die oh. and he's like you must I'll create a diversion and then the two of you run away and she's like no they'll murder you and stuff Yeah. so his diversion yeah. is stepping out from behind the carriage in front of the marauders, waving his arms and saying, I'm the Duke of Sinclair, Laird of the Gincrane. And then the gunfire stops and Seamus and Annis run. Uh-huh. And she's like, no, 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 I can't run. And this guy basically like potato sacks her back to the, sure. the castle. He's got orders. And she's freaking out. She's in love with him now, all of a sudden. Yeah. And she's like trying to climb the ladder to get to the top of the castle so that she can just see, see what's happening. What's happening. She's halfway up that ladder. All the maids yeah. and everybody's just like, Annis, don't go up there. And then all right. of a sudden, Calder comes through the door, bursts through the door. Oh, good. And but he's injured. Oh, no. Has he been shot? I don't remember. But there was, oh, wow. No, I don't think he could have been shot because... Because muskets were very inaccurate? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they did hear some shots ring out before he came through the door. Yeah. And she's really, really upset <laughs> about it. <laughs> but he's not hurt too bad because they go into a room uh-huh. and he kicks that door closed and yeah, they does. just fucking go at each other. It's on TM 100%. <gasps> no one's coming Ooh. in that door. They just crash into each other. Clothes everywhere. You keep your bandages to yourself, servants. Yep. And so they, they just, yeah, super do it. Whoa. Yeah. Is it is it good? Is it yeah, good? Yeah, it's really, sex. really good. Excellent. Let's see here. Yeah, so it's right after the sex. He tells her that he ate another fucking biscuit. Honestly. <laughs> she's like, you're just what? playing into Stop her insecurities. Fucking biscuits. And he's like, It's not the biscuits. I like you. It's not about the biscuits. And she's like, Well, I think I need to be alone. Uh. And he's like, Alone. Your goddamn need to always be alone because it's like the nunnery thing. He's pissed right. that she's going to be a nun and stuff. And they get in like a little spat. And this is after they bone, right? Yeah, this is m- immediately post boning. Ugh. Worst pillow talk ever. Conran. What's his name? Calder. Calder. Yeah, she started it, though. Oh, okay. She's all like, did did you eat another biscuit? And he's just being honest. But it's not the fucking biscuits. It's love, you know? It's love. Yeah, and Christmas. So... Also that. (laughs) Guess what happens? Marauders. They come inside the castle. No! They're not allowed in there? Yeah, so they're... (laughs) So they're inside the castle. They're getting all this shit. They're marauding. (gasps) They're just taking all the taking all the stuff and she's crying and he's upset and yeah because they they burst in and they're like maybe we'll take a little piece of dead ass too (gasps) about uh anis you know it's bad so he's just letting them steal everything except for dead ass though Mm -hmm. he would never no he would never but like all the material things yeah 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 yeah. then they see finella clutching that book to her breast (gasps) and they're like what's Uh that book and finella's like fuck you no this is my spell book of special spells and Calder is like, yeah, that's her special spell book of special spells that's full of bewitching enchantments that is the most valuable thing in this whole house. <laughs> and, you know, what you should do is you should take that 
and leave everything else because witches. Yeah. And if she gives you her permission to take that and leave everything else, your journey. Oh, oh, I totally skipped over it. There's like a sexy maid that he like used to have sex with or like maybe I don't know. There's like a sexy maid that's trying to get on him that he's like not about. She's not a Millie, though. It's not like that at all. Okay. He like goes down to the stable. She's trying to get her boobs up on it. I don't know if he ever even had sex with her. I think he's flirted with her, you know, kind of like entertained her. Uh, right. advances but i don't think he's actually boned her okay because hashtag personhood for millie yeah but there's personhood for this bitch she just sucks great and she gets mad that he's now pursuing the uh-huh. english last and she let the marauders in because <gasps> they're gonna take what? her to america a with them yeah addictive yeah oh uh so i feel like it is kind of justice for millie because if millie had been the murderer in that book I would have no, been fine with great. it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, she's the evil one. She let the Marauders in. Basically, they decide to take the spell book uh-huh. instead of all the stuff. So they leave the stuff. They take the spell book. He basically says to Annis, hey, I concocted this plan so that you'd understand from here on out that it's not spells or bewitchments oh. that I do love you. And so it's there's no dead ass. Yeah. There's no spell book around. There's oh. only ass and only your ass for me. Yeah. And that's it. He asked her to marry him and she's going to marry him up and live there forever in the Highlands with him in Highlander times. Wow. Yeah. And oh, oh, right after the proposal, they're snuggling up and she says, you know what that means, don't you? You get my family too. Ugh. So she grinned at his muttered curse against her throat and merrily said about divesting him of his clothing. And that's the last <laughs> sentence in the book. Oh, what? It was great. It was very exciting. A lot of stuff going on the whole time. It was great. Yeah. And the sex was sexy. Oh, I dig it. Mm -hmm. All right. So a Sophie Jordan. We'll have to do another Sophie Jordan full novel at some point. Oh, yeah. She's fantastic, it turns out. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So I read Meet Me in Mayfair by Tessa Dare for this one. Our friend Tessa Dare. (laughs) Tessa Holy balls, dare. <laughs> okay, so I've noticed with at least the dare and the McLean, there was a little bit of like theme borrowing. And so this is very akin to Meet Me in St. Louis. Okay. It has like similar themes. So chapter one, we open up and we meet Louisa. Wait, but is it in America times or is it in England times? No, this is firmly... England Times. Okay. For for the the more studious and specific, it is Regency. How dare you? Fully Regency. How dare you call me <laughs> not studious and non-specific? Right, right. No, I know. Mm-hmm. All right, so she's getting ready for a ball, and we learn... Wait, what's her name she, again? Louisa. Louisa. Got it. Yes. So Louisa Ward is getting ready for a ball, and all of her sisters are around her, at, like, beautifying her up so that she can win herself a suitor she has to win herself a suitor Mm -hmm. she's been to many a ball in in the ton with the ton on the town (laughs) and (laughs) in the Uh town i don't know Uh and but this one is where she's got to make it count Mm -hmm. all right she has got to find herself a husband why this one why because should i not ask questions (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no. it's fine well because we find out like in bits and pieces throughout the book but i'll just give you the setup to start because i think it's easier that way okay she's got 
five siblings. There's three boys and three girls. And then her mother and father, they've got a really, really happy family. They live in a townhouse in Mayfair, which is like the hoity-toity end of England times. And they got this house by borrowing a bunch of money from a a friendly duke Mm -hmm. years and years ago, like 20 years ago. This guy lent his dad, lent her dad a bunch of money so that he could buy this townhouse and then never called in the payments. Oh, And so it was like sort of understood between him and the duke that Mm -hmm. it was going to be forgiven then all of a sudden that duke croaks without making any specificity in a will or any paperwork he didn't deed the house over to them next duke rolls in and he calls in the debt with compounded interest of the past 20 years yeah and so they're in a position now where they either need to pay off the house immediately or, and this is like several thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. I think we're talking like in the millions now. This yeah. is a, a lot of monies. Mm-hmm. Or they need to vacate and he's going to sell the house to someone else. Or he's going to yeah. fuck your daughter. Right? Or he might fuck her. Yeah, her brains out. I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay <right? laughs> so yeah. the Duke of Thorndale. Grumpy, shitty Duke is actually nice guy. Yes. He's going to do sex on her. <laughs> that's the one i'm psyched so yeah so she needs to find herself a husband because the the whole hope is she's the eldest daughter the whole hope is she can find herself a landed and moneyed prospect so Mm -hmm. that he will pay off their house for them and they don't have to move to the isle of jersey which is apparently a desolate place in between there and france that belongs to england and she is not looking forward to living there because no. London has been her home and she is, she would miss the ton. Yeah. Or whatever. No one wants to move to Jersey. Nobody. Oi. <laughs> yeah. You almost repeated it. <laughs> I almost Nobody it, wants yeah. to. Wait a minute. That's where no, I've lived on. for so hold many on. years. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I moved here once and then I moved back. I know. Okay. You forgot for a good two seconds. (laughs) I did. I'm just too agreeable. (laughs) So then she's got (laughs) she's got this adorable just just eat her face little sister. She's so great. She's precocious. She's excellent. She's like 11 years old or something. Oh, get out of my books. No. Guess what she has, Erin? I don't know. An aging potion or she's over 18 and like a part of the story oh, fuck you <laughs> she's got fenella's ratty ass cookbook she's got a what with of this she's one she's got fenella's cookbook yeah wait of the there's a the cookbook is a through device i don't know maybe does it say fenella's cookbook it doesn't what it says is all right so she says i need you to eat like eat this plate of shortbread uh-huh and Luis is like, oh, fuck no. I'm not eating your short bit. That's crazy. Like, it says her youngest sister's experiments in baking could be downright vicious. When you took a bite, they bit back. And Kat sings, it's delicious, waving the shortbread under her nose. <gasps> and then... Oh, is the shortbread in every book? I'm so excited. <laughs> there's I'm shortbread... Sorry. Yeah, there's shortbread in the McLean book, too. I'm reading the shortbread recipe now. She said, you must eat this, Luisa. While I was packing the books into crates, I found the recipe in a moldy little collection of Scottish folklore. One bite and every man you will you meet will fall in love with you. It's guaranteed to make you irresistible. Aww. And of course, Louisa responds with, 
guaranteed to make me vomit, I warrant. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Can I just say something about the shortbread recipe? Have you read it? No, I haven't. I just read it. And it's in every book. And it's Sarah McLean's family shortbread recipe. So I want to apologize for earlier in the podcast, I said that it because somebody it didn't work for on the cult and they posted like this shortbread didn't work for me. Can somebody help me figure it out? So I assumed it was shitty like it was in the um, Sophie Jordan book, but it's not actually it's it's shitty in the the dare book. Well, she she burns them. Oh, she's 11. She burns them. It says in Sarah McLean's little narrative that it's not like the ones in Sophie Jordan. It's not like that. So that's probably good shortbread. I just want to apologize. And the last step is fall in love. Okay, bye. Go for it. Yeah, okay. So basically the whole family is depending on her. Um, And meanwhile, they're like, you really need to like button it up. You need to behave tonight because her family is one of those families where all of the girls were raised to be strong-willed and opinionated. They were encouraged to speak their truths. Mm. And so... She's used to going out on the town with the ton or something and having all of the gentlemen's be like, wow, you were pretty a minute ago. But now that you're telling me what you think and stuff, you got to go. Yeah. So she says she didn't possess the kind of beauty that would make a man cross the room, much less convince him to overlook her quote unquote flaws. She'd discourage more than one would be suitor with her free opinions and straightforward manner. In the Ward family, the three daughters were encouraged to read and learn and speak their minds in equal measure with their three brothers. A difficult habit to break. Tonight, she must try. (sighs) So then Kat is like, all right, I'm telling you, this is ridiculous. First of all, we're doomed because you're never going to be able to hold your tongue. Mm -hmm. And second of all, why isn't the plan just to murder this motherfucker? Yeah. If I were the (laughs) eldest... (laughs) <laughs> yes yes this is my so, kind of book <laughs> i know and so maggie the other sister is like we've discussed this murdering the duke is not a plan and cat little precocious angel that she is Oof. she goes of course it isn't murdering the duke is an objective a plan requires specifics a concealed pistol a hidden dagger poison tipped darts oh <laughs> so she's technically 11 but it's fine <laughs> exactly exactly i don't actually know she's 11 i okay. think i pulled that out of my ass she might be 14 regardless. let's just imagine she's 18 let's do it mm-hmm. all right so then louisa looks in the mirror She's trying to bolster herself. She's like, I will carry myself with quiet grace. I will give every appearance of a docile, compliant bride. And I vow, I will hold my tongue. Cat flopped onto the bed with a groan. We're doomed. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's really sad because she's like, it's not a duke that's going to be murdered tonight. But Louisa's own hopes of a loving marriage. And the man holding the sword to her breast was the cruel heartless duke of thorndale oh, oh how she loathed the man sword to her breast all right yeah he's gonna <laughs> skewer her with something you know it's a penis <laughs> <laughs> all right so <laughs> that's the one <laughs> that's the one <laughs> so she goes to the ball and she meets up with her friend the the it's actually her ball like her family's hosting this ball the, the yeah. carvilles or something she Wait, goes to Lisa's find family? No, her friend Fiona. Oh, okay. I'm like, Lisa, yeah. be prudent. You don't have no. money for no ball. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Good. No, her friend Fiona, she's the um, daughter of a lord, which makes her a something higher up sure. than yep, she's what's a her name girl. is. I don't That's know. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to write a historical someday, and I'm just going to fuck it all up. I'm going to be like, this you, is Lady So-and-So, the Earl of something-something. You know what? You are going to write the best Chuck Tingle-esque <laughs> historical. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. My historicals would be Chuck and I'm like, here yeah. we are in England times. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <sighs> yep. She pulled out her thistle buhl and yeah, she fanned herself with buhl. it. Yep. And he's wearing a, a cravat. Tools of the trade. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you thought that I'd come up with the word cravat is it, it honors me. Thank you. You should I should have said ascot. You're right. Okay. Polo <laughs> tie. <laughs> okay. So she pulls Fiona aside and she's like about to tell her her plan. She's like, she's gonna be like, Fiona, I need you to introduce me to every eligible man in this room right now so we can fill up my dance card and make it happen. She cannot get those words out, though, because Fiona immediately is like, I need you to take my dance card. I'm finally eloping with the love of my life tonight. Well, Fiona. Yeah. So Fiona has been in love with her dad's land agent's son for years. They've had this sweet, adorable romance. So now... Obviously, she's there for a sister. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, Louise is like, of course, I'll do this for you. You're making your dreams come true. Get thee to Scotland. Yeah. And I will take your incredibly shitty dance card because this compounds her problem twofold. Not only does she not have the introductions from Fiona to all the eligible schmushma, but she knows that Fiona for years has been filling up her dance cards with the most ineligible slash relatives no. of herself. Because she's, because in, she's love in love with, love this with man. the son of the whatever. Yeah. Oh, because she didn't want the opportunity to make an acquaintance with somebody her parents would want <sighs> her to marry. And now she gets to run off with James McAvoy from Atonement. That's Sorry, it one. just really sounds like that relationship. You know where yeah. he does her up good in the library? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <gasps> now. Uh, so. Louise if you guys like, watch that well, movie, stop after that scene and just imagine it ends good. Anyway. Yeah, there's a flood I don't want to talk rough. about. It's rough. Yeah. Anyway, something. just stop it yeah. there. Don't watch that movie thinking you're going to see some good James McAvoy, Kira Knightley sex, and then keep watching because just end no. it. End it after yeah, that library. that is the H-E-A. Just have that in your that brain. That is the H-E-A. Right. That is the H-E-A-ist they're ever going to be. Anyway. Ooh. All right. Okay. Okay. So she's like, fuck, I have to be a good friend. So she does the whole thing, and then she looks down, and who's on the dance card right before dinner? Fucking but the Duke, Duke of Thorndale. Oh, yes. <gasps> Thorndale. Oh, I love that it. it's Thorndale. He's so prickly. Nemesis. Yeah. Enemies, two lovers. That's the one. <laughs> and meanwhile, I learned something about England Times via this book. What? I didn't know that dinner happened at midnight in England Times balls. What? They didn't eat until midnight, apparently. Monsters? Is it that Christmas so. party from the office? That dinner party? It's not a Christmas party. Dinner party know, from the right? office where Jan doesn't make food until like 2 a.m.? Remember that? Yeah, totally. Well, and not to mention that only 50% of the population is wearing a corset that would curb your appetite. And it was the 50% of the population that literally mattered to no one. They had to have eaten at dinner time and then eaten again at midnight times. Yeah, maybe it's like a snicky snack. At yeah. midnight times. 
Or maybe it's yeah. a sneaky snack at dinner times. It doesn't matter. Maybe there are hors d'oeuvres throughout. Ooh, that's Ooh. my kind of party. That's <laughs> nice. Too. Just, to, just grabbing them off the plates. <laughs> I will have five of those. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I always post up right outside the kitchen so that it's hot and fresh. <laughs> right where that Hufflepuff common room is. That's right. One time I actually <laughs> drug a chair. I was pregnant and I drug a chair. <laughs> over to where the kitchen was so that I could sit and talk to my friends and get off my feet and get the hot and fresh hors d'oeuvres. I have like a party or a wedding or something? It was a wedding. Oh, cool. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> catch the caterer coming out of the kitchen? Yeah. Because I'm the smartest in the land. Will you please pull up a chair to the buffet at my wedding? <laughs> yes. I would. Don't tempt me. I would die for that photo. Please. <laughs> oh my god anyway okay, okay. Wait, we gotta read this All we right. gotta book it we gotta do it yeah okay so the dance happens mm -hmm. he's about like about to look around for his cousin because apparently they're cousins and she comes up and she's like hello duke of thorndale and he's like have we been introduced because remember that's a thing in england times mm -hmm. and so she's like no but you're supposed to be dancing with fiona she gave me her dance card. She went upstairs with a headache and I am to take over all of her dances. So we have to dance. And he's like, her, 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 her. you scheming England times wenches, mm -hmm. you ladies who just nod your head and try to marry the only Duke around muffins, you muffins. <laughs> and she's like, how dare you, sir? I am no muffin. She's like, no, I'm just a friend who always keeps her promises. And I did this for a friend and I've got to do it. So we have to dance. Mm -hmm. So they go throughout the whole dance and there's a lot of really good hate banter because mm -hmm. she hasn't come out and told him who she is. But it's really obvious that he does not like her. She mm -hmm. does not like him. And gets to the point where he's like, he says something and she's like, well, that wouldn't matter because neither of us want to form an acquaintance. So, of course, we wouldn't do that. And he's like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't want to form an acquaintance with me. I am a duke. That's the duke one, is a me. And <laughs> <laughs> she's the like, duke in this equation is me. That's the one. And so she's like, no, I don't want to form an acquaintance with you. Frankly, you've been awful to me. You've insulted mm -hmm. me. You've insulted my friend. You've insulted my family. You've insulted basically all of my principles. So no, I don't want to hang out with you ever again. And he's like, well, I think we should hang out at dinner. Why don't you let me escort you to dinner? Yeah. And she's like, what? I, did you not hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Is I don't want to. Has he identified her you. as a sexy woman at this point? He has. Yes. Yeah. He likes the, the blush to her cheeks, mm -hmm. her silky, shiny brown hair, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the curviness of her bosoms. Okay. And, you know, yeah. right, okay. so he's noticed. All right. And he was really excited about it until he thought she was scheming. I see. So now he's like, all right, well, if you're not going to let me escort you to dinner, then how about we dance again? And she's like, oh, in England times. Dance twice. Same man. No. What will the people say? No, that means that you're about to propose yeah. is literally apparently what happens. Yeah. And so they're like, no. And by this point, everybody is already at dinner. They're alone in a ballroom with a bunch of servants that are cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's desperately trying to extricate herself from this conversation. She's probably hungry. Oh, she's probably starving. Yeah. I mean, come on. She's like, corsets. I don't care about the million dollars. I want that food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she turns around to like scamper away if she possibly can. And she runs directly into a servant with a vat of mold wine. Mm. So her cream 
dress is now covered in mold red wine. Oh no. And she's like, oh my God, my night has gotten even worse because so I was supposed to. takes it off I- right there in the ballroom. Oh, if, if only. <laughs> But she's like, I already only had 50% of this ball to try to find a husband. And now I have no more of this ball because I have to go home. I'm mm-hmm. covered in wine. And he's like, well, let me escort you. She's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, I'm not going to let you get out of there, get out of here without escorting you home. So uh, we're going to go find my carriage. I love him. What's his name again? Yes. Thorn- Thorndale. Sure. Okay. Thorndale. Yeah. Okay. What's his first so, name? James. Hmm. Okay. All right. Mm. I got it. Yeah. What color are his eyes? Um. How dare you? I don't know. How? Sorry. Dare you? Uh, green. Sure. I want to yeah, say. I like it. Green. Okay. Go. Excellent. All right. Okay. So they go outside. He's looking around for his coach, With and he can't eyes. find it. Yeah. And then he can't. Re- he can't identify his own family crest because he was never supposed to be the duke. Oh, he's the yeah, second it's one. Really- He's oh. the second child. Oh no, his brother died tragic. He oh no, did. was it his fault? Kind of. Oh no, no. It, it wasn't his fault. Kind of. No, <sighs> it's it wasn't like their that, fault. But kind of. Yeah, but <laughs> in this case, he's got a lot of trust issues because yeah. his mom hated where he lives. So his backstory, real quick, mm-hmm. is that he's from the north of England in Yorkshire. Sure. And it's a brutal place when it's hard to get around and the whatever. And so his mom gave the heir and the spare and then was like, I never want to see anyone again. And so she fucked off when he was really young and he hasn't seen her since he was like a child. Bad mom. And then, yeah. And so he spent most of his childhood in solitude because the first son got sent off to spend time with his uncle, the Duke. Mm-hmm. To like learn how to be a duke, and then he stayed home with his father, the second son, to learn how to manage the lands. Mm-hmm. So he's always been like sort of a roughneck, and he does country much better than he does town. And so he has no idea what his crest looks like. They're looking around, she's shivering, he gives her his coat. Mm-hmm. and his tail with the tails yeah and then she's like well do you think it's that one over there with the roses on it and he's Thorns. like yeah and he's like what how do, how would you know that and she's Thorn like bird. thorndale dude yeah. like come on mm-hmm. deductive reasoning here yeah so he goes to hand her up into the carriage mm-hmm. and what do they see but the bare ass of a rutting coachman <gasps> because uh, the coachman has taken some liberties tonight, Aaron. He has found himself an available sex worker, Ooh. and he has put her into the back of this coach. And they just join them, and it's a happily ever and after orgy in is, the coach. It is just a Meet me in Mayfair. Yum, yum. <laughs> nope. Uh, no, that's not what happens. <laughs> that would be a terrible ending. It that would. Be, would. That would be a tingler. <laughs> Okay, Tessa Dare just tingling. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or a blending. Yeah. Oh, you don't listen to my dad or a porno, do you? No, not that would yet. be a very Belinda blinked into that chapter for sure. Oh, okay. So not only is he in there bare assed pounding away, mm-hmm. but Thorndale hasn't said anything, and he goes, "Close the door." I told you, you'll have your turn at her next. Oh God! And then beneath him. The unseen woman moaned with feigned delight. Ooh, ooh, come to me, you magnificent stag. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. That's so, <laughs> so good. So he shuts the door. He turns her about face and he's like, look at the wall. 
things are going to get ugly. And she's like, I am never in my life going to miss ugliness. Mm-hmm. And so she like peeks over her shoulder as he bodily pulls the coachman out, tosses him on the ground, like roughs him up a little bit. Yeah. And the coachman is like, I like he's like, get the fuck off of her. And the coachman is like, oh, my lord or my whatever. I'm yeah. so sorry. My duke. Uh-huh. I can do. grace. I didn't mean to. That's the one. Did you and hear so- me just now? <laughs> you did. I did. I'm proud of Good you. Good job, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> I know what to call a duke. It's only been a year. <laughs> okay. So the coachman gets fired and is firmly out of there. The sex worker slinks away mm-hmm. into the night and he's like, well, I would drive the coach myself, but it smells like terrible perfume and the pox back there. So I'm not putting you in that coach. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, well, let's find a hackney. And he's like, I would never debase you by putting you in a hackney. And she's like, actually, that's the way my family travels. And I am not ashamed of that. We do not have your wealth. We do not have a coach. Yeah. Stop being so hoity-toity. Yeah. So he's like, okay, hackney it is. But then there's no hackneys. And then it starts oh. to snow. Yeah. And Louisa at this point has decided to turn lemons into lemonade. And fuck that Duke. No? Well, not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. All right. Not I'm sorry. Plan. I got ahead of myself. Her plan is to take him home and then because his father, her father has been attempting to like get some mercy, like explain the situation and has heard radio silence back. So she's like, if he escorts me home, he's going to have to talk to my father and explain to him why he has escorted me home. And then my father will have the opportunity to be face to face with him Mm -hmm. and will be able to like maybe salvage this. Mm -hmm. So they start walking and then it starts snowing and she loves snow. Mm. And she's like, it's Christmas time and there's snow. And so Mm. she's like, you know what, Duke of Thorndale, thank you so much, but I don't need your escort anymore. I'm going to walk. And he's like, harm, 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 harm. I would never let a lady walk in Mm. the street, especially not a sexy lady. So (laughs) I will escort you. Thank you very much. He would let an ugly lady walk down the street. You know, he he would. He might. He certainly let that sex worker go. Yeah, exactly. And so she's basically like, like, you know, she's got her scheming hands up and she's like, excellent, excellent. He's just (laughs) falling right into my plan. Uh So he starts maligning London. And how the town is terrible Mm -hmm. and how Yorkshire is so much better. And she's like, you're being really ignorant because you've spent roughly zero time here. How dare you talk about a city as if you know it when you obviously don't? And and so then she asks, can your mind be changed? Or are you so arrogant that not even sound argument will move you? Mm -hmm. And he's like, my mind can occasionally be changed. Mm -hmm. And then she's looking so pretty. Mm-hmm. In the cold, because it's making her cheeks rosier and her lips redder mm-hmm. and and her eyes brighter, impossibly brighter, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so he's thinking to himself, I'm pretty sure I could let this lady change my mind about anything. And then he's mm-hmm. like, tamp it down, Thorndale. Yeah. You're not marrying anyone. No. Tamp it down. Mm-mm. You don't like people. You don't trust them. No. Okay. So she's like, all right, I am going to change your mind about London. And mm-hmm. here's how I'm going to do it. We are going to go all around to my favorite haunts because I'm going to be moving soon and I'm going to miss my home. And so this is my last opportunity to see the town that I love. And you're going to love it with me. So what is her motivation for this? She likes him or she's scheming? She's still scheming a bit. Is she scheming to marry him or is she scheming to forgive the debt? Forgive the debt. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 
Yeah, she's only scheming to forgive the debt, although okay. she's liking him more and more. Yeah, has she and she's identified him it. as a sexy man? She has, yeah, in fact. Okay. Not only that, but she's also started, like, she's gotten over the original slights, mm-hmm. and she's starting to like his personality, too, mm. because he's opening up a bit. Okay. She also really liked the way he handled himself in that physical altercation. Yes, that's always a good she thing was, to watch. That always speeds things up. Yeah, she was always real into that. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're going to start at Bond Street because she finds out that his house is eight miles away from the nearest market, mm-hmm. which makes it a two-hour drive both ways in a horse and cart. Because mm-hmm. apparently the roads in Yorkshire, the roads in Yorkshire are abysmal. Okay. Like the Romans did not build them, you know. Mm-hmm. So they go to Bond Street and she's like, here, you can get everything you want. You can get yourself, I swear, that she says a scarf from somewhere. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't try this. You can get yourself a scarf from somewhere. Here. Here is Bond Street. Get yourself a scarf from somewhere. (laughs) Yep. No more romantic words have ever been said. I know. I know. All right. Goods from all over the globe. You could purchase a fine Madeira, an exquisite Indian shawl, and a plume of an Australian emu all in one (laughs) afternoon. All right. It didn't get any less arbitrary. So (laughs) (laughs) wait. So then he goes. I can't imagine wanting to buy wine, scarves, and feathers all in one afternoon. Fair. His voice deepened. Not unless I had a very interesting evening planned. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. And she says to herself, what a rogue he could be. Oh, Louise good. I'm suspected. so glad she said that and not whatever could he mean. <laughs> I know. She goes, Louisa suspected he was trying to shock her into missish fluster. She would not give him the satisfaction. So it's it's really good. She's like, you can also get really boring shit here. He's like, I can get boring shit in Yorkshire. What's next? Mm -hmm. So she's like, all right. Oh, oh, and then she looks into a window and there's this really like shabby looking bookshop. And he's like, this thing looks really disorganized and terrible. Like, how do you find all the books that you want? Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, if it was easy to find the books that I want, I wouldn't come across all of the books I didn't know I could, I I shouldn't live without. Yeah, she's she's one of us. Yeah. So, oh, and then she's like, all right, what would you take if you had to go live on a on a deserted island. Mm-hmm. And he's like, food, water, and a boat. And she's like, don't be obtuse. Yeah, don't like, be an asshole, dude. Yeah, just assume yeah. that there's a lot of food and that a boat is coming for you within a year. Yeah. What would you take? And he goes, a mermaid, another mermaid, and another mermaid. <laughs> Good. And she's like, you're the worst. Um, and he's like, well, you know, you're you're asking a ridiculous question, so I'm going to give you a ridiculous answer. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's not a ridiculous question because I'm going to have to go live on the Isle of Jersey like mm-hmm. next week. Yeah. So it's not ridiculous. And he's like, hmm, why do you have to go live there? She's like, no reason. I'm going to take you somewhere else now. Tell him. Nope, she can't. She can't do it. Then where do they go next? Question mark. Oh, they like they go to a church and stuff. Okay. But really, what happens? What's the meat and potatoes? Give me the romance. The meat and potatoes is he's like your your teeth are chattering. Mm, you need to warm cold, up. She's cold. She's cold. She's so cold. You know the best and way to warm his up. Coat. How you get naked in a sleeping bag with another person who's already naked with another who's naked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. So 
And he's like, we need to go somewhere. And she's like, all of the establishments are closed. And he looks down the block and he's like, there's a lot of like movement over there. What's that? And she's like, well, that's all the gentlemen's clubs. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't possibly. Oh, by this point, he's also already told her that he really, really likes a woman who speaks her mind. Catnip. Uh Uh-huh. Because everybody else has been like, yes, you're gracing him to death. Mm -hmm. And while they were dancing, he was like, oh, not only is she not scheming, but she's like standing up to me. So he's very intrigued. Uh And he really likes it. Mm -hmm. So he takes her down there. And he's like, all right, we're going to go into one of these because I've gotten an invitation. And like, they'll let me and I'm a Duke regardless. So like, let's go. And he goes up to one of them and she's like, I may be not your average lady, but even I will not attempt to go in there because like those rumors will go as far as the Isle of Jersey. Yes, (laughs) that is true. um, Way to be smart. He pops in. I know. So he pops in. He gets himself a bottle of brandy and a couple of. And, and like a little cordial glass. Uh-huh. And he takes her to a yeah. a, a doorway, uh-huh. a shaded yes, doorway yes, out yes, of the yes, wind. Yes, 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 yes. So they're like cloistered together. Yes, yes, yes. He hands her a little thing of brandy and she tries to be worldly. And so she downs the whole thing and coughs yes. and sputters. Oh, God, I hate and then, when they cough and sputter. Just tamp that down. Just do it. It's, I mean, it's not possible. Yeah, it time. is. Yeah, so, just do it. Just be cooler so, than that. All right, okay. So sorry. then... Then she's really impressed because he takes a swig straight from the bottle. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh. he's so rugged and manly. Exactly. She should have been rugged and manly. Gosh, damn it. Uh, well, so then he serves her another glass and she sips it. And she's mm. really cool about yeah, it that time. Good so job, she, she, you know, she comes back. Yeah. And then they look into each other's eyes. Yes. And she feels as though the doorway is getting smaller and smaller mm. as the world centers around his eyes and his lips yes, yes, yes. and his whole, his musk probably mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the door to the house opens. No! And there's a guy there. No! And so he he's like, what are you doing here? And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have to go back. Right before he goes into the gentleman's club, he's like, shout if anything frightens you. And he, he, she goes, shout what? And he goes, he made an aimless gesture. Help, I suppose, or fire or murder. In a pinch, James might suffice because he's already given her permission to use his his Christian name. Yes. Like, not I a love thing. it when Dukes wow. let you call them by their name. I know. And so, in a pinch, James would suffice. She nodded. Come to me, you magnificent stag it is. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, sentence so I never thought I'd say, I love it when Dukes let you call them by their names. <laughs> If you rewound to a year ago, nope. No, never. All right, okay. But then he responds to her, I knew I liked you. Mm-hmm. And oh boy. Okay. So then the guy comes out of the door and he's like, what's going on here? And so the Duke of Thorndale just goes, God rest ye merry gentlemen. <laughs> Good stuff. I think it's a different song, but it doesn't matter. They end up caroling uh-huh. for an entire family for like four songs. And then they're then they fuck off. Yeah, it's adorable. So as they walk away, he's like, "I can't believe that worked." Or she's like, "I can't believe that worked." Of course, it like, worked. Well, Haven't you ever seen Love Actually? Not to mention that he's like, "It wouldn't have worked if you weren't such a gamer. Yeah. If you weren't so cool yeah. and on the level that you just played along." He's good. loving yeah, this. Good. Okay. Good. So she came back from that brandy moment, so that's good. Is she exactly? Yeah. So then she's like, you know what? I'm now. I'm going to show you that London has nature. 
And so she takes him to Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. But then he turns the situation on its head mm-hmm. because he's like, you've told me all about how London is great. Now I'm going to tell you about how Yorkshire and the countryside is great. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. So he starts building her like a snow replica of his estates. What? And he tells her what? this whole story. No. Stop it. No. No. Just go with me. You put your you put your happy hat on and you shut the fuck up and right. go with me I'm here. S- <laughs> <laughs> My God. Guys. This is a new level of Aaron doesn't like it and Melody does. Melody just demands that Aaron like it. All right, Mel. Take okay. my hand and lead me to this snow castle that he's building her that is an exact miniature replica of his estate (laughs) okay it's not like that it's like he's drawing in the snow okay so it's like casual and still dubious i i hear it i hear it sorry my happy hat is on and i'm totally fine with everything (laughs) that's what they want to hear it's just i agree with anything you say melody please (laughs) here we go okay (laughs) No, you're not supposed to. You're like, yeah, that's what I wanted. God damn it. All right. Okay. You're doing it. Good job. Good job. Okay. So he's telling her all about where Thorndale Abbey is. That's the house, apparently. And then he's showing her the Northlands with the with the bogs or something <laughs> and how it gets really cold and the the nature is is oppressive but also majestic mm-hmm. and she's like loving it because she just loves the the enraptured look he has in his eyes as he's talking about his estates mm-hmm. then he starts talking about the lower fields mm-hmm. and how all the farmers are in a lot of trouble because the soil is really good and it's really rich mm-hmm. but it floods anytime it rains and they live in england mm-hmm. so it's always flooding so he's like i need to build these drainage ditches uh, pipes mm-hmm. and the, I can only do that with these like brick pipe things like that would work best but that's going to take a lot of money mm-hmm. and so that's why I'm down in England I'm raising capital by selling off a bunch of properties here mm. so that I can make sure that my farmers don't starve every mm. year He's as they have been Duke-lit. he's so noble yeah he's a noble man and also a noble man yes mm-hmm. so she is starting to be like oh nah, he's not just being a dick mm-hmm. oh no but then she makes the really valid point of like sure i understand that you're trying to sell these properties to take care of these starving farmers however have you thought about the people who like might live or work in the properties that you're selling mm-hmm. all of a sudden and and like very quickly mm-hmm and he's like, no, what is it to a London family to have to move house? Mm-hmm. Like, it's such an inconvenience to like mm-hmm. have to move. I mean, he's probably mostly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And most of them are factories or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but not all of them, though, you but know? So she's trying factories. to. That's probably yes. even worse. Well, no, but who's to say that the new owners aren't going to keep the same workers and, you know, set up or whatever? That's but fair. Any, or like, no, he says storehouses, not factories. Okay. Storehouses. Right. Okay. So. She's trying to get him to see her side. He's trying to get to see, you know, they're they're not doing it. So they get in this fight. And then she reaches down and she grabs a handful of Thornhill, Thorndale Abbey 
And he's like, you wouldn't. And she packs it up into a snowball yes, and throws yes, it right yes, in his yes, head. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And so then he's like, you will not do that again or you will reap the consequences. Yes, and so yes, she yes. grabs a bunch of the lower fields and she packs it into a snowball and she throws yeah. it at his yeah, head. Yeah, 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 then yeah, he's like, yeah. it is. It we're doing it now. This is it's not, not okay. On. You weren't gonna say it's on because it's not I, fucking on. It's not quite. It's not God quite on. It. So he grabs a snowball yeah. and they start winging snowballs yeah. at each other. Mm-hmm. And then she goes around a tree and mm-hmm. they start cat and mousing around a tree. Oh, and then he just beast. Oh, uh, it's so good. And so then he's just like, and unrefined. So. So then he comes around the tree and grabs her by the waist and then throws her down on the yeah, ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on. Yo, it's yeah. on. It is on. So he throws her down on the ground and then he scoops her up in this in this manly display of strength. Yeah, yeah, he scoops yeah, yeah, yeah. her up and into his lap and then he wraps his coat around both of them yes. and they're warming each other in England times yes, finery. Yes, 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 yes. And then make out he's hardcore. like, they do. Yay! Oh, yeah. Do they ever? So she's been thinking like, maybe it won't be so bad that I have to move to Jersey because I can open my horizons and mm-hmm. and like better myself. And so she goes, you can stay here in England and open up your legs and better yourself. That's what I say. <laughs> also that yep. too. So she's thinking to herself, there was so much she hadn't experienced in the world. So much she suddenly learned, yearned to explore. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. started here mm-hmm. with the wilderness between them. Yes. Oh, good boy. job, Tessa. Yeah. <laughs> so he pushes an icy wisp of hair from her face and he says, what was it we were arguing about? And she goes, I've forgotten. Inevitability coiled between them like a spring. Yes. The closer they drew to one another, the more the tension built. And then at last, a kiss. Mm. <laughs> so then it changes to his perspective. They are kissing and a kissing and a clinging. Yep. And mm-hmm. he likes her very well indeed, it says. And their lips part and their foreheads met. And reluctantly, he said, I shouldn't be doing this. And she says, we're both doing this. Yeah. And he goes, yes, but I didn't ask. And she goes, I don't object. Yeah. And then he goes, we scarcely know one another. We can remedy that. Dogs or cats. What? Do you prefer dogs or cats? Yeah. Dogs. Tea or coffee? Tea. Autumn or spring? <laughs> so they do that for a while. Uh-huh. And then, oh, man. So she says that her favorite color is orange. And he's like, nobody's favorite color is orange. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yellow and orange. Well, yellow is your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love an orange. I know. I have to try to get my this complexion into a yellow or orange dress for your wedding. And I am really, really determined to make it work. I swear to God. Okay. All you can just keep complaining. And it's, I, it's not hard. Just find a dress. Just find okay. all you bitches. <laughs> So she says that she's determined to set herself apart. And he goes, you've succeeded at setting yourself apart magnificently. Oh, boy. So he's trailing kisses down her neck. He's touching up on her boobs. It is a whole thing. Gosh, is a boob going to come out in England times winter? No. Oh, good. It's too cold for that. It doesn't. Because then the clock strikes. And they're like, oh, no, it's one in the morning. But then it keeps striking. And they realize that it's five in the morning. What? Yeah. What? They have been hanging out and bantering and drinking brandy and loving each other for 
way too many hours. Oh, gosh. So she's like, oh, my God, I have to get back to my England Times house. Yeah. And he's like, I have to get you back there because it was already scandalous that I was going to walk you home. Now we've been unchaperoned for five hours. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Oh, she goes, are you worried you've ruined me? I'm moving to Jersey in a fortnight. My social life is over anyway. And it, in his inner monologue, it says, be that as it may. He owed her father some explanations and, good God, perhaps he would owe Louisa an, the offer of his hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was madness. Mm -hmm. But James began to think that might not be so terrible. Mm -hmm. In fact, it might just be the best thing to ever happen in his life. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So he's like fully on the merry train. Uh -huh. He walks her home. They're slipping in a slide in mm -hmm. because it's, it's icy. icy. <laughs> and... <laughs> They get almost like a block away from her house. And she's like, you should go away now mm -hmm. because now she really likes him. Mm -hmm. Now she never wants him to know that he's evicting her yeah. because she is fully prepared to live her life in Jersey yeah. and find. She's like, I've already met a really interesting farmer in this Duke. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I do have hope in Jersey. It's okay. Right. So he is like, absolutely not. I'm walking you to your door and I'm explaining myself to your father. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, 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 no. You should fuck off right now. Right. And then Kat sees her out of a window. Precocious oh, no. little cat. And she's like, Louisa's home. Louisa's home. She raises the whole family. The family rushes out onto the doorstep and they're like, oh, a man. <laughs> What's happening here? Oh, hello. And she's like, nothing, nothing to see here. We're going to go inside. You're going to go home. And he's like, no, no, I need to talk to the father mm -hmm. of the house. May I do that, please? And they say that he's out looking for Louisa mm -hmm. because it's five in the goddamn morning. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. So they're like, come in, wait in the kitchen. Like, we'll, we'll serve you tea in the parlor. And he's like, no, no, we'll just sit in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it is so cute because her little brothers are like going through his pockets. What? He's sitting in the kitchen. No, like, whatever. I'm not talking kids with you. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I sits down. This has happened at the twice table. in this recording where I've been like, bing, boom, bong. And you've been like, shut your shit up. You like this. There will no, be I no haven't. segments today. I just dismissed it. That's all. I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, bing, boom. You're like, fuck you. You didn't <laughs> bing, boom, anything. <laughs> What Twice I've been like, I don't think this is logistically, and you've been like, shut the oh, hell I'm up. I'm sorry. Bing boom bong. Street urchins with Aaron. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they Wrong just go segment, up to Aaron. Guy and they're like, give me what's in your pockets. That sounds real no, weird. They're just playing with him. Okay. They're just like, yeah. So anyway, he sits down at the kitchen <laughs> table. They're serving him tea. <laughs> okay. He's like, he gestures. They have this whole nonverbal the most beautiful interaction mm -hmm. where he like gestures to sit down next to him mm -hmm. so she pulls the chair farther away from him and sits down he hooks the leg of his foot into her chair and pulls the chair closer <gasps> and she's like she looks at him and she in her mind she's like my family will get ideas mm -hmm. and in his eyes back to her he says let them have ideas mm -hmm. and it's so cute he like they pour tea and it's ugh. and then Oh, so then Kat is like, you've done it. This is you great. Found it. And she's like, button your shit up, Kat. Yeah. She's very Melody in this situation. Yeah. Button yeah. your shit up, I've Kat, noticed because... lately. <laughs> <laughs> because we are not doing this right now. And you will not speak a word. Yeah. So then dad comes home. 
and best dad ever he does not berate her really? he doesn't do anything he just like pats her down and he's like you're home you're safe uh, thank goodness uh, gives her a huge hug yeah doesn't lecture nothing and then he looks over her shoulder and he's like "Ooh, a the man Duke of thorn bosoms <laughs> there he is that's the yep. one so then he comes up and he's like hi i am the duke of thorndale yep that's the one and everybody gets quiet yep. and then cat goes she extra did it like we're not gonna get evicted she didn't just get any suitor she got this one this is great she snagged the right one yeah and so then he's like hold on i own this house and she's like well technically yes yeah you do but like let me explain oh, don't and worry he's like i will get my coat and my hat and my cane and whatever else i have in england times yeah. and i am getting the fuck out of here oh no because he thinks he's been swindled oh yeah oh he, he thinks, thinks that she's super been... set up oh no no all no, night no, he thinks Thorn that she grapes. has orchestrated this dance card situation no. he thinks that she's orchestrated everything thorn griddle come back so she follows she grabs a shawl and some boots and she follows him out onto the sidewalk catches him a couple of houses down and she's like let me explain at first i just wanted to get you to talk to my dad like once i liked you i just wanted to get you in front of my dad that's all and he's like oh no let's let's rewind the ball Mm -hmm. she's like i didn't even know you were gonna be at the ball he's like oh yeah Yeah. you didn't know i was gonna be at the ball where my cousin was hosting and like that's the dance card you took Uh and she's like you guys are cousins it's this whole thing didn't even know started off as a bet but then we fell in love and i didn't know it's true And she's like, I declined a second dance with you and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let you take me to dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, like I I didn't do any of that. No. He goes, and then you led me on an hours long walk through Mayfair. That is hardly the behavior of a woman eager to be rid of her companion. Mm -hmm. She goes, I know, but that came later. When I like you. Yeah. Like I didn't want to do any of that. And so (gasps) then. No, are these guys going to end up together? Wait, I know. Right. So then he goes, I nearly fell for it too. God, what an idiot. I was ready to marry you. No. Louisa's eyebrows soared with disbelief. What? And then he's like, you must think me a fool. And she goes, no, not at all. I... I think you're rather wonderful. Oh, no. He says, spare me the flattery. And she says, James. And he goes, don't call me that. (gasps) No. No. I hate it when Duke's telling you that you can't call them by their names anymore. I know. Oh. Because you know what, Aaron? That degree of familiarity is reserved for friends. No. And she recoiled. Don't be so informal, madam. I know. He made a curt bow. No. Oh. And then he tells her, I wish you and your family all do happiness on the Isle of Jersey. God, it's terrible. What am I quoting? Is that ever after? Yes, it is. When she says to the, she says to the prince, she calls him by her first name and he says, don't be so informal, madam. That is from ever after. Oh, it's so terrible. Ever after. What a great movie. It's really good. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So then. He's furiously walking away and she's standing there watching him. Yes, yes, yes. And he turns right and then she very weakly calls out, left. You're going to want to turn left. (laughs) Tessa. Tessa. good. (laughs) I knew you'd like this. Okay. Okay. So then the next day, they, oh, there's a lot happening in my womb right now. No. No. Power through. (laughs) I am. Okay. So he goes to Lady Carville's house to check on his cousin who had the headache. (gasps) Fiona. Because 
Yeah. Oh, because come that's the, the polite clutch. thing to do. Yeah. I know. So he goes all the way up and Lady Carville is in hysterics. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just asking after Fiona. And she's like, you know, how do you already know? Who told you? Oh, I bet this person told you. He's like, told me. I don't know what you're talking about. She just had a headache. I just want to see if she's okay. Mm-hmm. He finds out about the elopement. He finds out that Lady Carville is really pissed at, I almost said Fenella. Nope. Louisa, because she had a huge part in making sure nobody knew that Fiona had left. Yeah, for hours, for like four or six hours. They didn't know that Fiona had left because nobody was asking after her dances. So she's like, oh, that that scheming girl and her terribleness. And he's like, oh, my God, she wasn't lying to me. Mm. She was really helping a friend. He's replaying the conversation they had before the dance. And everything else and he's like i am such an idiot mm-hmm. i need to make this right mm-hmm. so all of a sudden it's christmas we fast forward like a week probably to christmas they're having a beautiful ward family christmas because even though they can't give each other big gifts it's the thought that counts mm-hmm. and they love each other so yeah. much and they're playing games yeah. and they're eating yummy food yeah, 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 yeah. And they're just really soaking up the last christmas they're gonna have in their townhouse uh-huh. and then all of a sudden one of her little brothers is like, Louisa, there's a letter for you that's been dropped off. Thorn waffles. He's here. And she's like, I don't know what this is. She goes, she's He's like, oh, I, I get to hear from Fiona. I'm sure it's a post from Scotland. But then she looks love. at it and there's no address on it. Uh-huh. It's just her name. Oh. So she opens it up and lo and behold, She's not super sure, but she's pretty sure it's the deed to their house. (gasps) He's there, right? He's there. He's like at the house. And then she calls up the stairs to her brother. She's like, who delivered this? Uh And from behind her, he says, I did. Yes, 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 yes. And so he's like, I just found out about the whole Fiona thing. I know you weren't being a scheming wretch. Uh And she's like, you're so handsome. He's like... And then he's like, here's the thing. I want to talk to you privately. And then I want to talk to your father. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my God. And he's like, I'm not going to propose. And she's like, oh. Oh. And he's like, instead, I want to properly court you. Oh, it's better than Uh what I thought. Yeah, it's not sorted at all. And so he's like, I want to properly court you. I wanted to give you the house because Mm -hmm. I don't want you to ever feel obligated if the courtship isn't working to like make it work. Right. And it's probably one of like 15 properties. You know what I mean? Well, and then and then he's like, and also, I didn't ever want to think throughout this whole thing that you wanted the house and not me mm-hmm. while we were courting. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're taking the house off the table. It's yeah, yours yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I can't take it back. And she's like, but the farmers, mm-hmm. because she's the best. Yeah. And she's like, we can make it work elsewhere. Yeah. We can figure it out. And he's like, I'll figure out the farmers. I'll screw over some of these families less sexy than yours. Exactly. A less sexy family yeah, less sexy is all he you. needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's like, I can't believe this. Like, of course I want you. Look at your face. Look at that rugged handsomeness. I just want you. And meanwhile, he's thinking to himself, I led such a a solitary childhood. Look at all this huge, big bundle of happiness with this family. And so then she's like, she grabs his hand and she's like, why don't you come sing this Christmas song Mm. with my family? And he's like, oh, yeah. And so that's the end of that. But then. The epilogue. Sex. The epilogue. Sex. Is sex. Yeah, good. 
Good. Yeah. So they're they're married. They got some marriedness down. Mm-hmm. It's months later, and he's like. I am married to you now. And so we're going to do some sex. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. Um, But wait, what does it say? It's so good. Okay. So she, they had talked about her trousseau earlier because she was thinking about like what to pack to go to the Isle of Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so he's like got his tongue all over and he swept his tongue over her breast and his other hand went up her skirt. Mm. And she's like, oh, I've got, I've got rose petals for my bath. She gasped. A silky negligee. And he goes, I don't care. Yeah. She goes, I went through a great deal of trouble choosing it. You'd better care. And he goes, I'll care later. Mm-hmm. I promise. Louisa, I need you. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I did the proper courtship thing. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to I've do this for months. Work. Oh, it is so sweet. And then he goes, don't be anxious. I'll go as slowly as you wish. And she goes, and if I wish you to go yeah. faster. Nope. <laughs> and he looked down at his wife. He goes, I love you. Mm. Ah. And apparently he spent the whole courtship not telling her that. This is the first time he wanted to like save it for the wedding Aww. night. So he's called her love and stuff, but he never actually said he loved her. Ugh, it's so good. So anyway, they do some sex that's not like, you know, really like up to Tessa's standards, mm-hmm. but it's good. And... It makes sense for the tone mm-hmm. of the novella mm-hmm. and like the length of yeah. it and everything. So then he's like, tell me we're going to have like a whole bundle of children because I want a big family. Mm-hmm. And she goes, sweetheart, you married into a big family. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah. and his whole heart melts and it's beautiful. <sighs> so that's Meet Me in Mayfair. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Blessed Happy Holidays, Solstice. Yeah, we should do Lady Loves, happy but we're Yule. like two hours in. Can we just say Merry Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do Lady Loves? No, I don't know what I would I say. Don't either you guys just like be uh, take mental health breaks <laughs> in your Christmas time. Yeah. No, don't don't. It doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever it is, if you burn the thing or you don't put up the whatever, or you don't do the thing this year. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, fine. it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't matter. It's, it's Merry, good. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Melody. We'll see you for a happy new year. Yeah, congratulations on your baby. <laughs> Who knows? In I might future. have had it. I might yeah, not have. Exactly. I'll probably post pictures in the cult, ah, probably. Of course, of course I'll post you pictures will. in the cult. You'll post way more pictures than anyone has ever posted pictures of a baby, I'm sure. Oi, that's not that true. That is true. That is 100% I not, true. I am not that person. You post pictures of Ember all the time. Oh, well, sort of. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he's really cute. He's very cute. Newborns, not cute. I am not newborns going to comment on this because if I do, then everything I say about your <laughs> newborn is going to be tainted. So I will just say I am neutral on newborns. If I see yours and it strikes me that it's very cute, um, then I will say it. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love a marauder plot line. <laughs> love biscuits. Uh, um, yeah. Love yourself as much as you love magical love biscuits. McLean family love shortbread. Oh. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, 
but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show. <laughs>